Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. I appreciate your support of this podcast. Man, we've seen it grow a lot. I've I've really uh, enjoyed that you've jumped on it. Jump on it. Uh, over the last few months. So it's cool to see some of the responses that we're getting. By the way, you can hit me up and email me if you want. Lawrence.homes at intercom.com. That's a lot. Intercom with an E, by the way. Or you can hit me up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Lawrence W. Holmes. You probably are because that's usually how I send this thing out. But you know what I mean. I um I wanted to talk about Mitchell Trubisky today. And I also want to talk to you about what my usual default setting is on a lot of things when it comes to covering sports. I am a skeptic by nature. I'm a hopeful skeptic, but a skeptic nonetheless by nature. And when I feel stuff, when I feel that I'm hearing stuff that doesn't quite jibe with what I see, I usually try to call it out and I say, I don't know if that that works. Now, I'm not someone who just instinctually zigs when everyone zags. Like, I'm not going to take the other side of something just because it's popular. Like, I'm not going to tell you uh, in-game was terrible because everyone loved it. You know what I mean? Because there are people who do that. I think that popular stuff is popular for a reason because people enjoy it. I do remember when the draft was coming along and the Bears drafted Mitchell Trubisky that I was like, ah, I don't like this. I didn't like the fact that they traded. I didn't like the fact that they traded up one spot. I didn't like the fact that they weren't willing to accept Deshaun Watson and or Patrick Mahomes as a consolation prize if they didn't get the guy that they necessarily wanted. I think that the draft capital aspect of this is going to rear its head in the coming years for the Bears because of look at all the guys that they have traded up to get. You know, you traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky. You traded up to, to get Nick Kwiatkowski. You traded up to get Anthony Miller. That it's a long list of guys that are on your roster that other than Kwiatkowski, I don't know if you would say that there's a ton of value in what they've done. It's, it's impressive. I mean, they, they, they have done this throughout 
this Ryan Pace tenure, which if things don't work out, if you end up, I, did I say Adam Shaheen? No. So here's the list. Sorry, I'll, I'll get back to my other thought. Leonard Floyd, Nick Kwiatkowski, Mitchell Trubisky, Eddie Jackson, Anthony Miller. Eddie Jackson is all pro safety. You got that one right. Leonard Floyd, the the it's the, the jury's out. Nick Kwiatkowski is a valuable player for your roster, but I don't know if you needed to trade up to get said player. Any whoozle. I look at what this is going to end up being with the the Bears going forward with a team that if they finish last in the NFC North, will have finished last in the NFC North four out of the last five years. How can that not stick to a general manager? You know what really bothered me? It bothered me that whenever we would have discussions about Mitchell Trubisky and Ryan Pace, that any discussions about them was dismissed with, well, the GM's now tied to the quarterback, so if the quarterback fails, then the GM's going to be out of here. That might not necessarily be the case, although it probably should be. Ryan Pace was given a contract extension, which at the time I'm sitting there going, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And everyone with the Bears was riding high after last season, even though there was a downward trend in both Mitch's play and what the offense was doing heading into the offseason. But when you win 12 games, it's it, you are usually shouted down when there is criticism. I understand that, and I, I know that, you know, along with other people that had some issues with the way things were put together, that that's part of the gig, that when you criticize something that's going well, when you criticize pieces of things that are going well, what is usually the rebuttal argument is the overall health or success. And I understand that. I, I, I get that. Like, they were winning, so these issues didn't seem as bad as they have now shown themselves as the Bears have struggled out of the gate in the first six games. I say all of that to say this to you about what happens next with Mitchell Trubisky. In my world, him as your franchise quarterback, the future of Mitchell Trubisky in a Bears uniform beyond next year, and maybe even next year, to me is sealed. He is not that guy, and... I don't think that there is any amount of – I don't think he's capable of an amount of improvement that he would have to have to convince me that he is the guy. I think that the in, in if you're looking long-term at the Bears quarterback, you need to start looking at other ways to make that position strong. There needs to be competition for him going into next year if you were going to, to keep him next year. I think that the right formula is to bring in a veteran quarterback who's going to be available. And I know that none of those guys are an answer that are going to be available. And I don't see Teddy Bridgewater being someone who's going to come here. I, I think it might be possible that he might have a home in, in New Orleans to replace Drew Brees if Drew Brees is, is done or they are done paying him $32 million or whatever it is that he's going to make. I also think that you now have to, if, if you're the Bears front office, if you're the scouting department, you have to be looking long and hard at quarterbacks, which is something that you were hoping that you weren't going to be at. And considering your lack of picks, it will be difficult. The Bears don't have a one. They don't have a three. They do have two twos, and I think they're back-to-back. 
after you know the, the trades that they've made. And look, I I understand spending capital and trade capital for Khalil Mack. I truly do. Some of the other trades that they've made to get players uh, don't don't pass the sniff test on why you felt the need to jump up and get Anthony Miller, for example. So what ends up happening next? This is where I'm going to zig while everyone is zagging. There is a pile on that's going on on Mitchell Trubisky, and it has been earned. And I think part of the reason that it's been earned is there were people who feel duped. There are people who feel like they bought into what the coach and the quarterback were doing. They were ignoring some of the warning signs because of the overall success of what was happening with the team. And because they felt duped, they are now going extra hard in the criticism of Trubisky now that that things are going bad for him and the Bears offense. And the Bears offense has not been good for weeks. Like it's not, it's not just Mitch. It it's everything. And you're seeing some of the issues with the run game and and Matt Nagy's, you know, stubbornness, quite honestly, to 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 have this run game function at all, to function like an NFL team at all. It doesn't need to be the best running game. It doesn't, but it needs to be representative. And he struggles to make that run game representative. So the pylon is happening and it's happening at a rapid pace. And you can tell that it's getting to Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, it was during his press conference yesterday, you know, tell him why you mad son. You could tell that he was, he was a little bit upset and perturbed and maybe not sure on where to point that anger or how to point that anger out. So the criticism has been harsh and heavy on Mitchell Trubisky. I stand here in front of you recording this on October 24th, telling you that as bad as I feel about the Bears quarterback position in the future, I think that there is an outside chance of it being salvaged for the 2019 season. And be cl- I want you to be clear about what I'm saying. I don't think that Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback for the Bears in their future. I truly don't. I don't. I haven't thought it from day one, and I have been given enough evidence to secure that that hypothesis now. I feel very comfortable in saying that. I also feel like there is enough evidence to say, with a couple of tweaks here and there, he can play well enough that your team still has a chance to be a playoff team this season. Now, I don't know how much value you put on that. The Bears put a tremendous amount of value on that. This game that the Bears are going to play on Sunday is big in that regard. If you lose this game, that's pretty much it. Climbing out of that hole, considering how the rest of the NFC is playing, is not going to be easy. But I do think that he can, that Trubisky can play at a competent enough level with some tweaks from Matt Nagy to allow for the defense to get some rest. If that's one of your things, if your thing is they need to, in real time, like plays are happening in real time, they need to slow things down and give the defense a chance to catch their breath, to keep hydrated, to go out there and make plays, 
take the ball away, score, all of that stuff that put the Bears in a position to be one of the top teams in the NFC coming into this season. I don't want to just use the pejorative of dumb it down offensively, but I do think that Matt Nagy is not using everything that's at his disposal to allow for the quarterback to do as much as he can do this season. So let me give you some specifics. I personally don't understand why they have kind of stopped rolling Mitch out. I think that he is one of those players that might be a little bit better once he gets to moving. He hasn't shown great pocket awareness, and you saw it in the game against the Saints. When plays were breaking down or pockets were collapsing, there were opportunities for Mitch to move up and out of the pocket. So imagine, like, close your eyes for a second. Imagine the pocket breaking down from the outside in, okay? Mitch would have pockets to usually to his left. That's usually where there would be a seam that he could step up and make a throw or step up and step out to the left. He chose to roll right to escape the pocket. As Anthony Heron and I were talking about, he was he had chances to escape vertically in the pocket and he chose to escape horizontally. I don't think that that's where his legs will benefit him the most. I think his legs will benefit him the most if he moves up vertically and then out of the pocket. So I'd like to see them if they are going to to call some plays for him to get him into the game. He, if, if they're not, he has to recognize that those opportunities are going to be there. Defenses are using some drop eight coverages on them. They're using two man. And if they're playing, you know, a man underneath and, and two high safeties, that usually leaves the quarterback unaccounted for. So there's chances for him to run. I know that they have told him that they want him to win from the pocket. And I appreciate that he is trying to win from the pocket. But he has to understand, and they have to understand, that as it stands right now, his legs are his best weapon. It's not his arm. It's not his ability to see and understand and diagnose what defenses are doing. So put more of an emphasis on that. Help your young quarterback out. Run the ball and stick to it. I, I've been talking about this on the show for the past couple of days. I am running out of patience and faith with Matt Nagy because I find that so far he's been extremely dogmatic to his offense. And he needs to adapt. The league is adapted to the Bears. He needs to adapt too. His quarterback is drowning. And instead of giving him a life, a life preserver, he gives him an anvil. And again, to be clear, I don't think that Mitch is the the future of this position for the Bears. I haven't thought that from the moment that he's drafted. I do think that he can play well enough if game-planned and coached well enough to still make a run at the 2019 season. That glimmer of hope is, is fading, but I still think that it's there. And we'll see what happens on Sunday. That should be a game that the Bears could win. But they've got a lot of problems, and and I'm starting to get worried that they 
don't have the people in place to figure out their problems and then adapt. But we shall see. I don't know what to name this episode. Because it's not, I'm not painting a real rosy picture for the Bears quarterback situation. But I do think that because of how people feel that the piling on on Mitch has become as loud and as insufferable by those who didn't pile on him at the beginning as it was for people's praise of what he could be. If that makes any sense. There still should be enough raw material there to make a functioning offense. Now it's up to Matt Nagy to make that happen. Mitch, too. I don't want to leave him out of it. He, he's he got to play better and be smarter and be more instinctual, but there still should be enough there if, if you want to try and win games in 2019. And once the season's over, everyone at Hallis Hall has to be very honest about where things stand with the quarterback, and they can't get fooled if they win games. You've seen enough now through 32 starts or whatever it is. You've seen enough now to know. Don't let, if they do, if they are able to rally, don't let that fool you into some bad, bad money. I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. We'll have another one. Oh, the crew will be tomorrow. We'll have a crew show tomorrow, which is always a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Loho Daily. And please tell someone about it. Retweet it. Subscribe. Give it five stars. It gets better placement. All that good stuff. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.